I want to take a quick moment and give a shout out to our sponsor, Elgato Gaming. If you're a seasoned content creator or interested in creating content, I highly recommend checking out all the Elgato products. One of the many industry-leading game capture devices that Elgato offers, and one I've personally used for the past couple years, is the Elgato HD60S. The HD60S is an external capture card that not only looks good, but provides stunning 1080p, 60fps, and is powered by the Elgato's superior low-latency technology that makes it easy to record, upload, and live stream professional content with ease. It also offers a 3.5 millimeter input for a microphone or an external audio source, whatever you'd like. It's plug and play taken to the next level, literally. So if you want to show off your skill on live streams or just record your gameplay for a highlight video, the Elgato HD60S is my number one recommendation. Pick one up today and support the podcast by going to deserto.com slash Elgato. That's D-E-X-E-R-T-O dot com slash E-L-G-A-T-O. And start creating your own content today. You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, the man that has also been watching the Australian Open, Mr. Monster Deface. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Doing good, man. Australian Open was fun. I'm always happy when when the community has just events to look forward to, you know? So, good weekend for me. I It, it was really cool because, and we're going to definitely talk more about it, but just allowing, right, the opportunity to see some more players, some new faces. Uh, and that was really exciting, obviously. Our, our our friends over there, Dr. Lupo and John, making the flight from America all the way down under and, uh, you know, doing a great job over there. That was fun to see as well. But before we jump into all that, as always, guys, this show is brought to you by Deserto.com and Fortnite Intel. Check all those places for the best and most updated news around Fortnite universe and what's going on in the community. Sponsored by Elgato Gaming. And uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. Thanks so much for everybody there. I mean, we don't do a whole lot on that, on that uh, Twitter account, uh, but we do have some you know, retweets and things like that that come from monster stuff, from mine, and from events going on around the community. Uh, so thank you so much. That thing's just continually growing every week. Thank you guys so much for following us over at Fortnite Podcast. And uh, obviously, as always, thank you for your reviews. Now, this week, I want to tell you a little something. Before we dive into our topics and all this, and it's not on your list. I didn't put this on your list, Monster. I'm throwing this, this curveball at you. I got a chance to... I, I don't want to say sweaty, but I got a chance to dip my toes, dip my fingers into the world of competitive 1v1 in creative mode, Ooh. all right? So Ooh. shout out to my buddy Red. He built this really, really, really cool uh, creative mode where um, it has four different areas. It's like completely set up with like the weapons and stuff you need. It's really cool how he set it up around the map. Uh, he's going to be ha- creating a little video, some footage. He's going to try to get a code, right, to share with the community because it literally is, when you talk about like 1v1 and starting, you know, trying to, on a build off, it, uh, it really, really, really fits the atmosphere really well and has everything you need. But uh, I got my chance to jump in this and, and start doing some build battles. And look, I've been around Fortnite since season one, right? <laughs> like before season one, before there's even seasons or a season pass, I was involved in this, right? And you would think, Troy, how are you just now getting into this? But because I don't typically play super sweaty, although I am very competitive, I don't typically play very sweaty, now, but I will tell you, this has sparked a new desire for me, man. Like, I just want to get on in <laughs> 1v1 people now, and it sounds so childish and dumb, but the reason why I enjoyed it is because, number one, I learned a lot about myself and building and, and how, I, how frantic I was, right? Until you start doing these and you play some of these guys that are better at building than you are in an atmosphere that's not, you know, as much pressure if I die, the game's over. I really started to like understand like, okay, this is how I build something here. This is how I turn. This is how I do this. And that, that pressure I used to feel when I played Gears of War professionally and, and that, that intense battle, I started to get it. And I was telling the guys last night because we had a group of four playing, so we'd be, keep switching off between the guys. I was like, man, uh, my heart is racing 100 miles an hour over here. <laughs> and, it, and it was really cool to, to have this. Have you, have you been able to do a lot of these 1v1s or, or build off and, and preparation things that you know, we've been doing since playground mode, really, but I didn't jump into it till now? Yeah, so creative is probably the least 
of the modes that I that I play in, but for what it's worth, I do have friends that have some really awesome worlds set up. And I have gotten a taste of some really just sweet, like you said, like 1v1 worlds where you just go in, unlimited materials, you know, an arena basically set up for you, chest. And uh, yeah, you just go at it. And it, it was fun. It is fun. It's it's pretty sweet. Like you said, that, that no risk kind of factor where you right. can just kind of go head to head. And if you die, you spawn on the pad, right? You just, you're good with your weapons. It's a lot of fun, man. And it's a good place to practice. It's an awesome place to practice. It's a dangerous place to practice. Like you said, though, you get that adrenaline, man. Yeah. Right? And then you, you want to do more and you want to really challenge yourself. And um, it's, a, it's a perfect way to critique yourself, man, for sure. Yeah, I definitely want to, like, I want to be better at building, right? I want to be able to jump in and really know where I'm going and have a plan when I, when I have these engagements, right? And I think we've talked about that before in the past. And probably something great we can talk about again later on, but like, is, is, you know, having that idea, okay, how am I going to take this engagement? What is kind of my normal ritual to just start from uh, as a mediocre player, I'd say, and and be able to expand this year. Like, that's my goal, man. I want to be able to be able to have a good battle at the end of the, at the end of the year. Maybe, maybe one V one me some monster, you know, throw out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, you hey, had some one v ones this past week. One v one me this weekend. All right, it, it just didn't go well for those kids. All right, <laughs> watch it. Everybody that didn't get to check that. Tell everybody what happened. You you one v one and some kids uh, at your from your daughter's school, right? Yeah, hear me out, guys. All right, the, 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 we're talking about ten year olds here. You know, a lot of lot of bravo C going on. I don't on, care right? if you're ten or if you're fifteen. <laughs> you talking smack to me? I would be happy yeah, to you, take it. You down. keep challenging me, man. I had I had to bring it, and uh, I pulled off a no mercy, and I went to town on these little <laughs> these little these little guys. All right, in some playground, it was a lot of fun. I, I created a little deathmatch trailer on them. Uh, fun fact: did not die once. I uh, barely got ripped off the shield, but hey, man, they said they've been practicing for three seasons. I let them bring it. And uh, hey, you know, you made their day, though, bro. <laughs> you made their day. You know, they're going home. No nah, matter yeah, if they yeah, got beat was, or it not. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. It was really fun, too. And it, and it was another little taste for like, you know, you know, kids, they, they want to brag, right? And oh, for, yeah. for my little one, when she says that, you know, her, her, her pops is a pro. They're probably like, yeah, right. Until, well, now she's got the proof in the pudding, right? I, I got to queue in the world with them. And so does, had some does she show everybody? Is like, hey, this is my dad's YouTube channel. You ever ask her about that? Yeah, I, I get comments sometimes like, oh, it's me from blah, blah, blah school. I'm like, hey, what the? Delete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, don't be telling <laughs> me. Where... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, cool. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that yeah, this year's happened. Yeah, you put up a video, right, on your YouTube so then people can go check it out. No, I, I, I threw it up on Twitter. I threw it okay. up on Twitter. It's one of my more popular posts recently. You guys should be able to find it. Yeah, go check that out. Go go see Monster. You know, I saw the video. You be talking a little smack before you did it, you know. And then uh, I gotta I gotta go see this video of you know. Too bad, too bad. None of them cried. That would have been great. <laughs> well, well, it wasn't that they didn't. I just I took the audio of their oh, okay, okay. out. All right, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass anybody, so. I think you guys are gonna like the 20 second death trailer that I posted. It's it's pretty hilarious when you follow the story on the tread. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Well, that's awesome, man. And another awesome thing that happened this week, as we mentioned, was the Australia Open. Incredible, man, to see this um, for Australia. Multiple times it was said this was the highest prize pool ever given at the Oceanic. Is that how you say it? Oceanic, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. Competition. So. And and they are in Australia, and you know, obviously, at a place where people have been crowned champions throughout the years, at a very very popular tennis arena, and here they were crowning a you know Fortnite Australian Open Damn. champ, right? <laughs> and these dudes came out just swinging, and it was really interesting. From you getting to see what you saw of the event, is there a different play style that they're they're currently at, or you know? if you want to say meta that they're currently at as, you know, oceanic players that, that kind of popped out to you or things they did different than what you saw and what you normally see here in NA? No, like, so the, the, it's different, I guess, watching from behind the screen as opposed to sitting there in person. Right. Uh, and, and my only reference to that would be like watching the South Korean open in person. I just like clearly there saw a difference in play style. 
Uh, looking at the OCE region, it didn't look very different. It looked very like it looked pretty standard. Looked like you know high tier competitive standard. But I think that's more so because South Korea got the game later than OCE though, right? So right. I think with that being said, the OCE region is caught up to where you know they're they're at where the game's at. They've had plenty of time with it. It looked like you know normal competitive Fortnite. Although the end games are very passive. We did see a lot of heal offs and and like super passive conservative play towards the end. But who wouldn't be conservative? All the money on the line, and then of course the biggest tournament in history for OC. So right. a lot of pressures there. So I can't I can't you know can't blame anybody for doing what they did. Yeah, I, there were. I did feel like we kind of saw what we saw. At like uh, I felt like it was more of a PAX tournament than TwitchCon. It, it's Kind of like you took a step back, right? Like in packs, there was heels and stuff like that. Right. In today's NAs, these NA attorneys, someone's winning that last fight. Like it's going down. Um, but it's it's just hard to tell, right? Is it because they're not as advanced, or is it because there's just that much more pressure, right? There right. there are a ton of factors going on here. Well, what's so really I crazy is not there. Hearing uh, Fallout talk about like going into the event, what a lot of people said who they were pointing out were like really big contenders, you know, even in the pro scene, he was in, he got in the pro discord over there and talking to those players, really hearing about, you know, Hey, who do y'all think is, you know, really well. And I think all these pros have respect for each other, right? They know who's continually yeah. ending up on top, who's being consistent. And, you know, the X two twins, the Jesse and Jordan coming in there, they're playing for the renegades, which I mean, I didn't personally know who the renegades were. I don't know if you did, but like a couple orgs showing up here, renegades, chiefs, Obviously, Mind Freak's kind of known worldwide if you follow some other esports, but they're coming, you know, making an appearance here for Fortnite. It's really cool to see the org show up along with the players. But Jesse and Jordan were some of the highest, I would say, uh, regarded players going into this. Jordan not making the qualifier. All right. Mm -hmm. And obviously, being down, he ended up getting to play in the pro am and winning around in the pro am, which is. Really cool, which is to crazy, see, right? <laughs> really fun to yeah. watch it to watch them see because basically, if you didn't get to catch it, the pro am came down to the pros left, like the yeah. the, the 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 famous people, the celebrities, the celebrities, right? the they they all fell <laughs> off, died. They could they can't tunnel through fast enough. They can't even keep up with the pro mm -hmm. player that's tunneling through. So it really came down to like two or three pros almost every time, kind of having a normal end of a game. Um, but he ended up winning that. So congrats to Jordan for you know. Keeping his head up, coming through there. We we know how tough these qualifiers can be, right? I mean, we've seen it time and time again. These qualifiers, we had you know over what three hundred people qual each day at PAX try to get through, right? So yeah. you had not a nine hundred people trying to qualify at PAX. Uh, Twitch was a little bit different, but then you know even at WSOE that we were both at, you had people qualifying to go through there, and you know then you had. 500 people here at the Australian Open go through the qualifier. And look, someday you're going to get the bad RNG. Things are going to fall your way. You're not going to get it. So props to him for keeping his head up and getting through there. But his brother, Jesse, coming in with that weight on his back to say, hey, I didn't get through there with my brother, ended up coming through and winning three victory royales in a row. Not only that, though, like placing well, I think in the, like, it was probably one round when he got knocked out, like in the middle of that, round every other game right. is either a victory or a very solid placement so crazy dude crazy performance on jesse man i mean dude how hard is it just to play just to get three victory royals in a row even even like i mean uh, for me Getting even one. in pub games it's tough to get three in a row like i've gotten two or three <laughs> yeah. and i've done four in a row once that's that's my mark to fame one time i got four right but i mean it that's not even that easy to do because like things just don't always fall your way and he played it really smart got through and even lupo said he tweeted at him after the second one and said yeah can you get the three you know three times let's see and sure enough he got three times and yeah which which is like you said it, it's it's no easy feat to win one game let alone two and to get three back to back man like yeah you're, you're going against the rng you're you're beating the circles right you're you're optimizing your, right. your loadout your position all that stuff so Super high tier competitive gameplay coming out of X2, the X2 twin, Jesse. And uh, yeah, man, putting on a crazy show. Yeah. Back to back. So I think that's the first in the little, our, our history, right? Of yeah. competitive play. So obviously winning $100,000.
Like that's insane, dude. And right, right. And a hundred thousand dollars. Not forget. Yeah. So <laughs> three wins. A no, weekend that literally yet. would change his life, as we've seen before, not only from the popularity standpoint, people knowing who he is around the world. Now we I want to see him here. I want to see him in in a I want to see him really pushing to get some of these. I mean, if, if he doesn't come out and, and compete at this point, what are you doing? Renegades, fly the man out. All yeah, right. Yeah. Get the man at the next event. Make it happen. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, being able to, to win that money changed his whole life from money standpoint, from a popularity standpoint, probably from just experiencing that no matter how you were there, you probably really it's probably an event you'll never forget. So, you know, props to them for doing that, for, for getting over there and uh, offering that community a great platform to be able to shine. And we saw all the people. I mean, now this, some of these people, other people knew, like Mr. Fresh Asian. A lot of people know who that he cool. is. Right. I, I didn't know of him I didn't until either. the event. And yeah. then I checked out his Twitter and stuff. This guy's popping, man. He's real popular. Like, I like, okay. And I think yeah. that comes to show how big Fortnite is, right? Like, I feel like me and you have a really good grasp on who's in the community and what's going on and like content creators, but there's even big content creators that we don't even know about. And uh, being able to hit also plays for Renegades one, he actually won the pro-am with his partner. So going out, winning $50,000 towards his charity of choice, really, really crazy. Um, Really spectacular to watch them. Renegades coming in big and putting their name on the spot. You know, Hey, Renegades versus Ghost, I'm Bizzle versus, you know, versus Jesse. <laughs> battle, battle of the Regions? Say what? <laughs> I mean, so, so John kept calling it out, or Fallout kept calling it out whenever he was there. Like, Jesse's playstyle reminded him a lot of, of Bizzle's. So it's interesting to see, right? Like, these tags are going to start getting put on people. As we go throughout 2019 and see not one, not two, but, but probably three, four, five, six worldwide tournaments, right? They're going to be happening. And in conjunction with this, earlier this week, we got to hear that ESL partners with Fortnite at another event in Katowice. Okay, I'm going to try it. Katowice, I believe it is. Poland. Katowice. Katowice, Poland. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it's a dual weekend event. So the first weekend basically is going to be 100 of the top Poland players playing. So I'm sure, I don't know. I'm guessing they're going to have like a qualifier that, that goes through to get the top 100 players of Poland. And then the following weekend, it's going to be another big tournament with a lot of big names flying out there from NA and around the world. Hey, who knows? We might get to which, see. Which I'm excited for, by the way. If you notice for the, uh, the invitee list, yeah. there are some of the most dominant names from the European scene, like uh, the Fnatic boys, right? You have yep. Mulder, Eric, and then you have the you know Ghost Issa, Ghost Camo. They're, we're talking some big EU names, big EU competitors, and even larger and they yeah. names i'm talking tifu talking cloak yeah right yeah vivid poach you know zexro vinny gonna be showing up as well and and, and talk talking about bizu and, and dmo they're gonna both be there so yeah. you're gonna have some of the some of the cleanest duos some, some of the strongest duo competitors all getting paired up flown out to poland uh, from the eu and north american side that that tourney just thinking about it now i can't wait for that to come and we're not even talking about what's happening in between that, right? Like, right. It, there's just a lot of competition happening right now. A if, lot of events here. If you're a fan of Fortnite, especially early on, competitive Fortnite, you're going to love this month. You're going <laughs> you're gonna to love it. And not only that, not only that, you're going to get to see Nate Hill and Funk Bomb back together again at this event. And, bro, we both got to talk to Funk Bomb at WSOE, his passion for the game. I think he's more on fire now than he was. And I know Nate Hill's ready to get back in, in with him and really, you know, sh- shine and show what they used to do all the time on Fortnite Fridays. So that, that is going to be incredible. And of course, along with Vinny uh, or Vivid and Poach coming out, you also have 72 Hours and Chaps. I mean, all the big names really, really going to be making this. Oh. From Atlantis. Yeah. Like, like this, this, this. And these are just the confirmed invites right so they're they're gonna be going against each other these guys are not going through a qualifier or anything i'm pretty sure it's gonna be similar to wsoe event where they're gonna have like the the cream of the crop invites and then like i'm assuming maybe that polish uh the the poland players that are going to be qualifying right before that and or competing we're probably going to take the top bunch from that and group them into these guys so gonna be uh quite the event for sure so the first tournament which is set on february 23rd and 24th will be exclusive polish players and we'll see a huge 
hundred thousand dollars on the line. Yep. Um, and so that kind of goes in with what we saw, right, in the Australian Open. But here's mm-hmm. here's the big money, my friend. Here's the big money. Then on March first through third, a hundred Fortnite influencers will hop into the battle bus as they head as they get their hands on a share of the massive five hundred thousand dollar prize pool. I mean, and that's what I'm talking woo. about. Half a million. Half that's a big million, bucks, baby. That for one weekend. It's one event. It's gonna be happening two days or three days, I guess. First through the third. It's gonna be incredible. I'm gonna be out there. I don't know in what style I'm gonna be out there. I know you're hoping to be <laughs> out there as well. Uh, it, but we're definitely gonna be covering the event, and I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see this. Um, you know, here's the big thing. The big news is, and if you guys got to watch Australian Open, uh, and you are, you know involved at all or concerned or you care should i say about the fortnite competitive community these partnerships that they did with esl in australia and esl here in katowice poland is incredible um this this does a lot for fortnite and competitive scene that goes beyond what you just think of at another event right it's really cool to see things like pax and twitch but when you start having ESL, who's basically been the big name godfather, you know, uh, of competitive esports around the world, filled stadiums worldwide, step into this and say, "All right, we're going to take on Fortnite." This is good for all the players. This is good for all the fans. So I, I got a curveball for you, which uh, this is not on the show notes either. But I, <laughs> you just reminded me. What do you think about? Do you think this is coincidence that the March 1st through March 3rd weekend Poland event, right? And, and Katowice. Uh, I knew you were going to bring this the up. ESL lands on uh, season, season eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is huge. This is controversial okay. in the community. Yeah. Right? Talk about curveballs. Okay. He, I got one today too. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? They've come out and they said, hey, we're going to make sure we're going to make sure that we don't put competitive events around updates to the game we're going to be very careful about that we're going to you know make and then this happens now (laughs) you think this is what i was going to say do you think do you give them the benefit of doubt you think it's a coincidence it just kind of happened you know these are the days that you know the esl had their iem whatever you know cool master championship whatever you know what i mean whatever's going on or do you do you believe like look i think it's like listen man you got these dates or these dates here what do you want to do here's the thing (laughs) We don't know, number one, when the other events are happening, right? Uh, we, we did right. learn, which I right. wanted to jump into, about Summer Skirmish happening like the 14th and 15th, right? Well, and let me, let me double check my calendar, make sure I'm correct here, right? But after, if you go the 14th and 15th for Secret Skirmish, and then the following weekend, it, you have the thing out of Poland, right? Let me, let me, do, let me just double check this, because I got I to look, look at my calendar here. On the 14th and 15th, you have the Secret Skirmish. Then the, then the following weekend, the 23rd, 24th, right? Or 22nd through the 24th, you're going to have the event in Poland, at Katowice, right? Mm-hmm. And then the following week, you have the other <laughs> event in Poland, right? It's crazy. So three weekends in a row. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know nothing, right? You, and, and I don't know what you know. Maybe I'm going to say something you might know. I don't know. But I will say this. I think that Epic is going to run events a certain way for Epic, right? And they might have some NA and EU events. Um, maybe they do something right in South Korea, like you saw. Those, those events that are like ran primarily by Epic and Fortnite, and, and they're going to go by a certain schedule and do certain things. But I think what they've done this year in 2019, just from seeing the trends I've seen the past couple of weeks, is that they're partnering with other, other production companies around the world to be able to bring more events, right? And we don't know what happens the month after March, nor do we know, hey, if they're already transforming this place in Poland, right, to, to, to be an event for the 24th and 25th, why tear it down, right? Why not get another weekend out of it and do a big event if you want to do an event over there? So it kind of makes sense to me in that aspect. But why pick that weekend and have three events back to back to back when we usually only have one event every couple months, right? Yeah. Like, like viewer events, should I say, big uh-huh. time. Um, so I think, I honestly think, it, it, I think it's marketing. I think it's a great okay. time 
I, I said the same. I mean, I, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, I know yeah. it sucks and people hate like, because it, it's 500 K. Like it's not like the, the other event the week before that's hundred K we're talking half a million invites, like literally day of the season. So we're probably going to get a map shift. We're definitely going to have, you know, something. Oh, it's going to be a lot of stuff. It's going to be a lot of changes. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, and look, I don't know. I need to go back and read the press release, but they say that when I read through it, I remember thinking how they worded the 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 hundred players in Poland, the top hundred Polish players. That event was kind of named like it was remarked to as a tournament, right? Like as a competitive Mm. tournament, tournament. And then the thing for the March first through the third was was named influencer event. Right. So mm. I don't know if they're viewing it as really competitive Fortnite or if they're trying to put a line because, here. Because they're prepared. Right. So they're prepared. Right, right. Right. They're 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 well aware then that all right, we're gonna this is gonna be an event, not a tournament. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> prepared. It's no, yeah, but um all in all, it's still gonna be crazy, right? Just from 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 a show standpoint, it sh- it should be one of the more fun shows for sure. Uh, it's going to be huge. Like if, if you don't yeah. know anything about ESL and kind of we say Poland, there's big events that happen here all the time. Okay. Rainbow mm-hmm. six siege events happen here all the time. This has been a place where, you know, CSGO events have happened worldwide sold out arena, right? This place is really well known for this. It brings in gamers from around the world. Um, this is not going to be any small thing. I think this is going to be the biggest event that we've seen in Fortnite at, at mm, all. I mean, okay. especially with the confirmed names we see coming out, I believe it's yeah. going to be the largest event we've seen. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens out there. I can't wait to like feel the emotion of that place. Like I, I dude, I'm ready. Like ever since WSOE, I'm, I'm like, like, it's like I'm looking for an, a place just to get my fix again. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yep, uh, so I, I, I can't, I can't wait to be in that arena and hear those people roar. And look, whether or not it was made and it is, or maybe they're going to push it out because they could easily say, we're going to push out the update till that following Tuesday, right? I mean, they can do that. Don't do it. They can do extend it. The day it. Of, man. I'm excited. <laughs> don't do it the day of. I, I don't want it done the day of, but I'll, I'll take it either way. It'd be fun to talk about, right? I mean, we, we saw that happen with update 7.1 when it, we got the boombox. I mean, it, right? it happened on Winter Royale, so right. that was that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it occurs. Look, if you're part of the Fortnite community and competitive scene, don't worry about that. Worry about what you can control and not what you can't control. And that's all I'll say about it. Mm-hmm. Like, do what you can do. Everybody's going to be in the same boat. It is what it is, right? Yep. Have fun, guys. Have fun. So, good luck. And good luck. <laughs> but the good news out of all of this Australian Open, Katowice, Poland, all that is that ESL's involved. And it's really good for the pro scene. It's really healthy for the game. And if you're a pro or you're trying to be a pro or you, maybe you're underage and you're not able to compete yet and you're one of those top dogs that have been shining around the community and you're worried, man, am I going to make it in time when the game's still hot? To me, and watching esports for the past 15 years of my life, this just means it's a new beginning. It's just the clock's starting, right? And we've said it many times. Last year, we only saw six months of this pro scene. And in reality, Fortnite was doing things, Epic was doing what they do best, which is trying things out to see what sticks, to see what works best. I think they got a good feel of, hey, what we want to do, where we want to go. And I think this is just the next big step in like, hey, Fortnite is going to be taking over a huge, huge section of esports in the pro scene. So, you know, from there, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed the Australian event. I can't wait for the Poland event. But before we get to all those, we got the secret skirmish. and. The list has come out, you know, people saying, you know, how are you picking this? What's going on? Where's, you know, where's the list at for the people that are, are going to be in the secret skirmish? And we ended up getting the list this week of the hundred players that are invited. And this is really what I'll talk about here is some of these names we know, some of them we don't know. Some of them have been in a few events that we've, we've already, you know, casted and been at and covered. And some haven't. We got players from top 20 at PAX, right? Top 20 at TwitchCon. Yep. Uh, top 35 at Winter Royale. Top, uh, let's see, 25 at the Explorer Cup. Right? So all these top players are making up 
the hundred that are going to the secret skirmish, which we still don't know much about. <laughs> Information is very secret, you say. But and, and one one thing I do want to touch on though, on the way players are chosen, some people made a really big deal about Explorer Cup being a part of the whole. Oh, you guys said it was just for fun and all this, right? Guys, if you really think about it, some of the people they got top twenty at packs got top 20 at TwitchCon, probably also got top 20 at or 35 in Winter Royale. Eventually, they, you got to find ways to wriggle out really good competitors with the limited time we've had in the you know, competitive scene. Right. Like an example, Chap has probably gotten top 35 in Winter Royale at Paxes at TwitchCon. He can only be chosen once, guys. He can't be chosen three times. He might have qualified in four different ways for this. Uh, you know, as as a participant for the secret skirmish, right. so I like I really don't get why people are giving uh, Epic a hard time about Explorer Cup when honestly it's been the way people have been competing and and practicing lately, anyways. So we, we we've seen this got a surprise invite. I mean, we good. since we saw the original solo skirmish or sh- solo showdown right in like season three, was it the first solo showdown? I think mm-hmm. it was the season maybe after that, maybe maybe like four or five, but. Yeah, so ever since we saw that, right? I mean, people have been getting selected from these events since then. Like, they've been... And that's... Right, right. And that's no secret at this point, right? Maybe the first time was like, all right. No secret, no pun intended. It's no secret, but yes. (laughs) Right. So there you go. It's no secret, literally, though. Um, Which is is crazy, man. So I I don't understand why people are making a big deal about it. You should be happy that they're giving people opportunity because, like, there's new names on there, man, that are going to get their first stabs. Um, at, you know, taking on some competition. And, and I think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's exciting. I can't wait to see, uh, there's a lot of big names in here. There's some people that, that I know, and you know, personally that haven't mm-hmm. been big names that are going to have their opportunities. And it's going to be great to, to see them be able to get on that platform and, and see how they feel and what they do. I know that I'm, I'm expecting a lot of news to be coming out of secret skirmish. They said it before that this is kind of a preparation for winter uh, for the world's and I can't wait to see the information they release on the worlds. Where are we going? You know, we go into Japan. We go into South Korea again. We go into, you know, New Zealand. Where is it going to take us? You know, we go into Africa. Where are we going around the world? <laughs> I can't wait to see. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's what's going to be the most exciting about this event. And, and really hearing, hearing from them what they think's work, what's not working. And I'm with you. Look, they continually provide opportunities for people to make a name for themselves. They're, they're doing the same thing here. Although it's not, mm-hmm. hey, here's the open qualifier this time. There were qualifiers, and these people qualified for uh, the guidelines. And maybe the next one, you never know. You might be, if you want to do it, you know, you'll go wait in the rain like we did at PAX, you know, at 5 a.m. I don't know. But, you know, it, they continually provide opportunities for people. So if you're one of those that are looking for opportunities, man, just keep grinding. Keep doing your thing. And uh, as a little art goes, practice courses. Um, and practicing will continue getting getting you the best opportunity in Fortnite. So just keep doing it, keep doing your thing, and and we'll get there. But that's a lot of events, man. A lot of things going on this year. What are you most excited for right now? I mean, we like I said, we we have we have the poll event, we have the secret skirmish going up. Worlds. What is it now? Yeah, yeah. From what's been announced, um, definitely excited for Worlds because you know. Like who, who we've been talking about worlds for like a year. Let's be real, right? Everyone's been talking about it. But realistically, the ESL event, man. I think the whole season coming out, it like it, it just sounds like it's gonna be really cool. And to see NA and some of the top EU names or duos going head to head on a land, you know, in, in a competitive environment on a new season, right? Right. Because during the Winter Royale, the EU, EU had season six. It didn't have the winter map. It didn't have any weird changes. You had an awesome, comp, like, competitive experience for the winter royale. So that was that. The NAs didn't, right? They all had the they had the Infinity Blade. So I thought it was awesome it was, from was, a viewer standpoint. Oh, oh, no, right from from a show show perspective, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun, no, right? It. Um, it, it was crazy. It was madness. Let's just say it like that. Now the EU. And the NA gets to experience madness together. Right. And that's what gets me kind of excited because honestly, it should be pretty crazy. <laughs> it should be another event, eventful day, right? Let's just put it like that. Will, eventful, will a mythic uh, item, the next mythic item drop on season eight? I wouldn't doubt it, man. So with, with that, I'm excited for the season eight to be released and then ultimately watch the best players in the world 
figure it out on the fly. Well, so, it's pretty crazy. One At th- least from what's known. One thing they're continually trying to figure out, and we mentioned before, is this end kill off final circle scenario thing that's been going on. Myth ends up, I guess, after watching the Australian Open, puts out a little clip of you know what he thinks about in circle and how it should be moving on. And he's he's in a room with Tifu and a bunch of other guys as they're watching the Australian Open. They start discussing this, and I kind of wanted to jump in on here. I went ahead and, and did a tweet about it, but I kind of want to go ahead and jump in here and see what they have to say about it. I don't see why the zone ever closed. Well, I don't issue. see why the zone has to close. Yeah, I, it could expand. Or no, no, not even. Or or it could have just or it could just keep moving. And, and, and like, let's say eighth, ninth zone. Or let's say eighth zone, it just constantly moves. Why does it have to close? You want to wait until the last second because yeah, eventually people run out of mats and have to fight. Yeah, maybe they don't. I, I would like to. Yeah, maybe that would like drag the game on too long though. But I can't see it dragging it on too long because whoever is high has to come down sooner or later. They have to fight. Also, just gonna get a shot. So this got me thinking about in circle behavior, and I, I'm all down for like from a viewer standpoint. Heels off, heel offs are not fun to watch, but from a player standpoint, and there's a lot of technique and preparation that goes being able to get to the last point, right? And say, I saved a slot to have hills. I have my campfire. I did my farming, whatever it is, right? It's just like mats, needing mats. If you get to the end game and you don't have mats, that's on you. So you need to evaluate your play. Same thing I get from a technical standpoint and a player standpoint when it comes to heel offs. But from a viewer standpoint, it's not fun to watch. And I think that's how they were feeling right in this aspect on this side was how could they address it from them watching the Australian Open, not wanting to see that. And it brings up a a lot of good points of what could we do? What's different, right? Fortnite continually innovates the Battle Royale space. A lot of things happening here. I mean, what game doesn't have a battle pass now, right? Like every game's got a battle pass. Um, And I, I really think what brings it to is I put a tweet out there. I said, hey, what if it gets to ninth circle, right? And all that all that happens is the circle keeps moving or moves faster, right? Starts picking up and moving faster, so it forces people. Number one, like 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 Miss said, they're going to have to come down eventually. They're going to run out of mats if it keeps moving, and then they can actually fight, right? Or ha- we see how that fight and engagement comes out. Um, or and and there was a lot of people who said like, well, if it goes up on a hill, then you don't have no mats and you're stuck at the bottom of this hill having a stupid fight. Um, and there's been some talk about well, if there's a heat map. And the heat map actually knew where the progressions already happened and know where elevations at. It can say, "Hey, don't move the circle there. Move it back this way." And that, that's that's interesting. That's some, definitely some technique Epic would have to build into that formula, right, to be able to tell it. But what's your thought on this monster? Um, I've kind of given my opinion. You know, like I said, I, I think a cool thing would be to move the circle around. You know, Fortnite keeps taking ideas from our podcast as we keep seeing, <laughs> putting everybody in an arena in the middle like they did Australian Open. We've been saying for a while, what 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 sure. can they do next? <laughs> now, um, so I think it's hard to judge when you don't have pop up cup format because if we're being completely honest, when it was get an elimination and get healed and then get rewarded with mats the way it you know happens in pop up, there were no heal offs not even remotely close. People were going for it all the way through to the end. Granted, then it was a little different too, right? You had items like the grappler in play. Yep. So it's really hard to make uh, an, uh, an analysis, you know, and, and a standalone decision um, with, with the changes that Fortnite goes through, right? The evolution of just like removing mobility and, and changing the game. Uh, but I think with the pop-up cup format, we don't ever have a problem anymore with heal offs. It's when you're looking at standard public normal style Fortnite. It's it's in the it's in the in the cards to play. If you got it, you know you can pull off a double campfire, med kit, slurp juice, whatever, um, and, and get your heal on. And I think it's okay in a way. Like you said, yeah, it may not be fun to watch, but hey, man, it, you still gotta put yourself in that perfect situation to where you wasn't chunked down all the way up until this point. You conserved your your heals, or you got a kill on someone. And then you still manage to have all your HP pool and pick up big heals and pull that off. So I think, I think it should be a play for people that are in the public format, but I think in pop-up, man, you don't, no one's, no one's stopping to do that. People are like fighting because honestly, if you fight to the end, you're, you're beating the heel off anyways, kind of. Well, that's one thing we haven't got to experience yet. 
in a tournament setting is the pop-up cup, right? No, we have. I mean, the Winter Royale was all pop-up cup. No heal-offs. We actually haven't had a heal-off in one of the real Epic Games competitive uh, events in forever. I guess like, I mean, I guess I guess I meant like spectator, right? Like, a, like as far as big spectator event that we've had. We haven't, mm-hmm. we haven't had that happen yet. Um, and so I, maybe season eight is going to bring that implemented across the board. I personally like to Wait. see it in normal games. I think, I think last week we talked about like Epic is hitting a point that they probably refine the way they want their competitive scene to look when it comes down to real competition of the serious ones. And it, it revolves around the pop-up style. And because of that, um, just, just going forward, man, I really do think that the, uh, the pop-up style is going to stay. And I, I, I don't think heal offs are a problem. Like, I, I, it's just not in the cards when you have problems happening. Well, for me, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I hope that maybe you're right. Maybe the resolution has been this pop-up style cup or it's open and, you know, you can get that extra health, the extra shield by being on the aggressive side of it and being able to attack and not having those hill offs. But either way, I mean, they both have their skill level. I, I just, I would continue, I continually think that for, in game, I would like to see them maybe try some other LTM, some behaviors. Right? Don't don't make any drastic changes without letting us test them first, as we <laughs> said before. But I definitely would like to see them, you know, look at some of the behaviors and maybe try out some of these things that community are suggesting. Well, well, to take it one step further, to jump on behavior, um, the reason people don't battle during these, I guess, public style setup tournaments at the end is because you don't get rewarded for your hard work. So there's a lot of risk you take when one pro takes on another pro, you're probably like your risk is high. You're going to get hurt. And because of the no heal back, uh, you know, in, in these tournaments, they don't have a reason to battle. Hence more players on different layers, hence more reason to not push down or not build up or do anything drastic because you'll quickly throw away your, uh, your placement. And that's why heal all happen because your decision to say, oh, I can't go down, dude. There's like three guys down there. Like, why would I go down? I'm staying right here. Let them fight. <laughs> Whereas in pop-up, it's like long before that, your decision to go out there and battle has already been made. Like, and that's, that comes down to behavior, player behavior. So much different in pop-up because there's so much more reward and uh, less risk in, in battling. Would you like to see that put in regular mode or no? Would you like to see the health? No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, like honestly, sometimes I just have, and as just as a competitive player, right, and just being like kind of good at the game. Some days I'll have a solo and I'll steamroll a solo lobby. Now think about that. If I had heals on top of that, that means even the the, the games that I'm kind of struggling, I'm not going to struggle. I'm going to probably body a player, be healthy, and or be like in a good enough, confident position to just keep going. And because of that, I, I just don't think. Like, like, there's already like 20 or 30 players live so, by the time the first circle is closing. Imagine if these guys are getting the heals, they're going to juggernaut even more. So, as we talked about last week about skill-based matchmaking, right? And, and having that and, and having a separate okay, lobby for... The, the more competition, the more need for the heal back. But like, in the public, where the game is right now... But see, I want to feel like a god. I want to go in and get a couple kills. <laughs> Luckily get my heels and be able to win because of that situation as a pub player. Right. And I, sometimes I want to like, I, I, for me as a player, I don't want to be too far, have a game that's too different from what the pros play. Right. Like for mm-hmm. instance, in call of duty, there's a lot of things the pros can't use. There's a lot of like secret handshakes behind closed doors that say, Hey, we won't use this item. We won't do that. Even though it's not nerfed or, even though it's not banned from the pro scene. Um, and that's cool and all, but I don't feel like I ever get to have a day in the life or shoes of a pro player or get to experience what they're playing. I don't play these, I don't play the public cups for a couple reasons. Like you, it just depends on my time, where my time is in the day. But the second thing being like, I know I'm going to get completely killed in most of those lobbies, right? <laughs> like, let's be honest. I, I'm not going to be able to hang and in, in with probably 90% of those people. But, on the other side of it, I would like to see how it feels to get a kill and, and have the extra health, right? And, and be able to experience those, whether it be LTM or whether it be a separate playlist. You know, maybe they have a, you know, a, a non-ranked play, right? Or whatever it is, however you want to do it. Um, but 
I don't want it to be too different, right? I want to be able to experience the same thing the pros are I playing. Mean, I mean, a, a good example would be when they have the limited time mode siphon come up. Yep. Where you can't heal at all, but for each elimination, you get that 100 uh, heal it. or like max HP, whatever. Dude, that game mode was sick. And I mean, it's a taste of what it's like to be in the competitive environment. And if I'm being honest, we're doing duo V squads and siphon. And man, when you eliminate someone like that 100 heal is just ridiculous. Like, like I said, you're an actual juggernaut and you punish players like a lot. Well, I could say I won a lot of those. So maybe I'm <laughs> way better than I thought I was. Uh, maybe I well, am a juggernaut. Saying, Let's if you go. Give a good player, that kind of advantage, man. I think, I think it just imbalances the game, unfortunately. Yeah. And for that reason, uh, I, I kind of think that it just, at the moment, it just doesn't have a place. I'll tell you what really unbalances the game. Sneaky Snowman. Sneaky Snowman mm. in version 7.2 really unbalanced the game. No, I'm totally kidding, obviously. <laughs> really funny, though. A lot of fun stuff coming from these Sneaky Snowman. I've had, I've had people be invisible on accident. Really? And I post, yeah, I posted a clip. A dude literally just just materialized basically from actual thin air. And when I look at the clip in the heat of the moment, I go, Oh snap. Like I look past the snowman. But when you look at the clip, there was like actually no one there. And the dude just poof. What's up? Like a magic trick, dude, right in front of me. <laughs> so, you know, man, I think it's trippy, dude. Trippy. It's crazy. Well, uh, it is cool though. Being able to wear them or being able to throw them. I thought that was a cool idea. I'll I like wearing them when a player has a rocket and I'll beat out a shot. I'll tell you what, I wish I did think about this. If they would have made this snowman have like 300 health, 400 health, and you could throw mm. them and be able to hide behind them. Like if you get in oh, battle, like, a, like an actual barricade, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. use it as a real barricade. I thought that was going to be cool. I thought, I thought that's what we were going to get to do. Like when I heard people could throw them at first and I was like, Oh dude, just throw them up instead of a wall. And if they have a ton of health, you could just, but of course that's not the case. They don't, but that would be a cool idea. Epic. Take that idea. Um, <laughs> that was a cool one. Uh, some of the other thing, big things that happened in this update to run through it real quickly were uh, you talked about last week about, you know, um, drop rates and how they, you know, based on the rarity, how they drop. And like we were seeing mm -hmm. we we're seeing a ton, a ton of redeploy, you know, out there. Less, less um, uh, small pots and potions were out there. Um, so, and many, so we started seeing, you know, this drastic swing to all we see are these, these gliders, these blue gliders that were on the ground. So they, they actually addressed it. Um, they went in and, and changed it this week, reducing uh, the drop chance, uh, for shield potions, uh, but increasing the drop chance for, uh, small shields. So, so for minis and then lowering the drop rate for gliders. So that was a really good change. Yeah. And I'll say this, I've won, I won so many more solos on the new patch just off of the shield difference. Yep. Like I've really been comfortable and that goes to further my defense against heal back in normal <laughs> game because the new uh, shield economy is pretty good and I've been winning more solos. So no coincidence there. Yeah. Tell you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, vaulted items as well. These are also probably played into your, you know, winning percentage. The quad launcher sure. is gone and the grappler gone. And of course, the port of port of fortress is gone. I don't, I don't know how much that one did, but the other ones, they might've worked out a little bit in your favor with the grappler and the rocket launcher, uh, the quad rocket launcher, should I say being there. Um, you, I mean, you happy those are gone? You, you glad they're, you know, being vaulted, reworked, looked at again? You know, you think the grappler is going to come back with a cooldown? Uh, I hope the grappler comes back with a cooldown. I think it'd be pretty balanced. Uh, I just feel like it needs a little bit of work. Uh, in competitive play, having a grappler is really nice, right? You, you can do a lot of stuff with it. I think quad launcher needed to be put away. It is, quad launcher is ridiculous, similar to the hand cannon. Just being able to reset some crazy builds. I preferably would have like to see the hand cannon changed in this patch and like i'll take the hand cannon put away before the grappler but grappler being put away for now is cool i think it just like needs that rework you know so. ever since i don't know if this is just a coincidence but ever since you said last week about the hand cannon issue or was it two weeks ago you said that i, I don't i, I don't I'm probably seen it for week, months. it's probably a week, <laughs> week before that I don't, I don't i had to go back and listen but ever since you said it like all of a sudden i start seeing it everywhere hand cannon cypher mm -hmm. ended up going ahead and talking about it this week saying that for him, the hand cannon should be able to do uh, a like 95 damage to a, a fully wooded structure, right? If the structure is completely built, 
he wanted it to have fall off damage. And I get it. Like he said, mm-hmm. maybe that will make it, you know, more equal. That way, you know, it would take two shots per se to clear brick or three shots and and so forth. So we'll see. I think also they could slow down the the rate of fire on it and that would help a lot. But mm-hmm. a lot of people coming to your to 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 your mindset here saying the hand cannon's overpowered. After a while, dude, you just get enough of it. Like it's like, oh great. He just Bam, hand cannon my wall. He's in my base, right? With, with a shotgun yeah. or something like that. Where, oh, look at that. I, I literally blinked and the wall went down and he took it. Now he just edited on me. GG, right? Like, right. But that's like, no one weapon should be able to do that seven times. Give the hand cannon four shots or something. Then, <laughs> you know, maybe, right? You got to reload and all that. You can work around it. But seven, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of shots. And do you think we're going to see that nerf coming soon? I think they'll volt it before they nerf it, man. Just seeing the way they put away the grappler. Yeah. They put away the double barrel, right? We've seen what happens when they try and fix the weapon. Well, they just, the Tommy gun. They just brought right? out the a new pistol. Gun. So maybe they'll be like, oh, we got the scope pistol. We'll just get rid of the deagle and you guys but, have. The but scope. what I'm saying is when there's a, a really problematic weapon, they, they try their best to fix it. Their routes just haven't quite gotten the balance down. Right. And that's why like weapons like the drum gun, the LMG, uh, you know, the, the grappler is now gone. Uh, some weapons, man, they're just, they're, they're cool, right? In concept, but like, man, on the field, it's just like, bro, you, you gave the LMG a hundred shots. Wait, what? <laughs> like, you know, like no cooldown. This thing can rip all of my resources away. Wait, the drum gun is how accurate? Yeah. And it does what to all my walls, right? So like, you know, so, sometimes man, the, drum the concept gun. That's really been awesome. a long time, bro. The drum gun. Jeez. People, people want the drum gun back right now, actually. I don't know if I'm, I, I'm down for put away the hand cannon, bring back the drum gun. Let's let's really? start that. You want you want that yes. left click W meta again? I pref- it's ready left click. It's even worse. <laughs> you shoot once, and he's in. Okay, I give you that. Give you. Think about that, right? Yeah, it's like that worse. drum gun dude had fifty least, rounds. That thing was like a it was crazy damage. But, but you hear it, you know the, you know he's there, right? The, that hand cannon is like surprise, bang, wall gone, his. Yeah, especially right? if they're, dude, if they're rolling balloon hand cannon, and you say you're in a fight with somebody else, Crazy. or you just finished yep. a fight, you don't even hear them coming, and they can fall right on you, hand cannon. That I has happened to me. And they go times. in the in the wall, yeah. in the box, or through the roof, right? So like, that was funny though. Like, <laughs> it's all, it's literally worse. The hand cannon's worse than the drone gun. Oh man. You know, man. I, I remember all the complaining in that meta. Jeez Louise. Um, but and and think about it, and the game was in a different place, right? Shotguns were in a different place when the drum gun was out. Yeah. We didn't have where the SMGs at and the compact, like you know. Yeah, drum gun shotguns were basically dead at that nice. point. That's when that for everybody mm-hmm. that doesn't know, that's when they were putting like the delay swap on the gun. You could only yep. shoot it yep, so yep. fast. Like all that was happening at the same time they had just like completely nerfed the crud out of the pump mm-hmm. shotgun it had no distance at all like it was ridiculous so so where shotguns are now shotgun drum you're gun, right you're right it's a good counter like, to the SMG drum gun and th- in a good yeah. place the, the compact smg is in a good place like the game's in a different place it's in a nice place so maybe maybe the man I, you know it. what that excites me i can't wait hopefully season eight brings some of those back but I will tell you this, one thing that sounded like a good idea that has continually gotten nerfs and still not taken out of the game is the Stormwing, okay? Oh, gosh. So this thing, <laughs> from 100%, right, uh, spawn chance, got reduced to 80%. Now it's reduced to 50%. 50%. Along with the other, all the changes we've seen happen to its weapon and its gun, you know, having to cool down everything else throughout its life. This thing was a concept. Now, dude... Literally, they launched this thing for season seven. I don't know if they're going to plan on keeping Stormwings in the game forever. Uh, is that why they haven't taken them out? Are they are they a Fortnite staple? I I think so. I said it before. I feel like the Stormwing fits in the lore of the game. It's it's a good rotation. I think it's too strong. Like, and, and it's just just the driving power of of the vehicle. Like, you should. Similar to how you have a cooldown and how fast you can boost and, and fire. Like you should have a flight cooldown. Like you can fly this thing for, you know, let's say 60, 60 seconds, seconds yeah. and then your engine dies and you just let you, you hit it. It's fuel. Just give it fuel. Right, right. A fuel system or something like it, but not, not necessarily real fuel, just a cooldown. Kill the engine and then like you got to land somewhere. Like make your decision, right? Um, and that being because like 
the health on the vehicle, it sucks. You can't ram things, right? You got one good ram and like your another nerf we had trying to make it come right, into like, balance. Like, yeah, like so, so like it's nerf to the point to where you can do one real, like you can ruin one person's game. Yeah, that's about it. But the fact that you can ruin one person's game is still kind of broken. And then in comp and competitive, people are still flying in circles in the air, getting free end games. So I don't think any of that's cool. So we we got a tweet this week. And as we get out of here with, you know, the update and what's been going on, I know we talk a lot about competitive scene. Me and you very much enjoy the competitive scene. We're heavily invested in it. Um, you know, and then we, we obviously try to cover the game here each week for you guys that maybe aren't as interested in the competitive scene. I really like to talk about the game. We love to talk about the game in general. And yeah, so our views will come from the competitive scene at times. Um, and I know we've got a couple of tweets this past week talking about, hey, you know, don't forget about the casual player. We love enjoying these kind of things. We get these kind of things. Um, and I and I totally understand that. I mean, I'm not near as competitive as you are, and you're not near as competitive as most of the people we deal with, you know, um, mm-hmm. on a daily, weekly basis. But I, I, I and I totally understand. And I, we don't say so that everybody knows we don't say these things so that like you like most people can't have fun and the game's got to be competitive 100 percent of the time as you said monster you love to get in games and just have fun right just win a bunch of solos just literally 95 percent of my game is just i'm chilling trying to mess around right <laughs> and enjoy enjoy the time have fun playing a video game that we all enjoy yeah. and we love in the community um so i just wanted to give a shout out to everybody out there if there's something you guys want us to talk about feel free to, to hit us up if we're being too hard about something, we want to hear about it from you guys, uh, and we'll definitely try to do that. Um, Monster has luckily been so nice to reach out to some of his content creator friends that are really well-known, uh, that we're lining up and hopefully going to have on the show for you guys, so a less competitive focus sometimes, and, and more of those people are coming along. Some really big names um, that are, you know, of course, when you're, when you're Monster D-Face, you got friends in all places, so... He's, I got a little bit of pool, <laughs> y'all. He got, he got some friends he's going to be bringing along. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, to have them, so... And look, we get it. Like I'm told, I, I think it's fun to you know take a take a storm wing and have fun with it. Um, and and I don't know, I don't know where the balance goes for Epic as far as like my son, right? He's six years old. He's he doesn't really understand what patch notes are to begin with, or the changes that occur to every weapon and what the storm wing. He just keeps playing the game. He doesn't know that the storm wing falls. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that can take less <laughs> damage and all that. Uh, he's just <laughs> having a good time with it. But I will say that. Um, I also understand like him wanting to get in that and just be crazy and have fun and do do dumb stuff with with his friends and and have a good time. So I don't know. Does it? Do you come out to a point where it's like you have, like you said, a very generic, you know, non, you know, non uh, competitive mode. You know, that's just like here's all our stuff. Here's you know, like like the unvaulted mode, for instance. Like here's everything mm-hmm. at full health. Everything falls on the map. Every chest is there. Everything's done. Like, just have that mode and then have the game where we keep critiquing things like this. I think that'd be a cool idea as well. I mean, Unvault, you know, we, we saw 50-50 sit around for a long time. And for those people that really like, you know, crazy things going on and, and different uh, health levels and stuff like that. And a Stormwing at 100% being able to crash into stuff. You think that'd be a cool thing to have is just a, a mode for a while where it's just Unvaulted. It's everything in the game. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I'm down for anything that brings back a little bit of nostalgia, man. I've been trying to call for bring back OG map for LTM for forever. Right? Like, I'm still on that trend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get bring back hashtag season two or something like that, right? Like the map wise. Um, So yeah, I I love Fortnite. I I like it when they they mix things up, keep us on our toes. Uh, I'm super lighthearted about the game and ultimately I want it to be fun at all times. Although I'm very passionate about the competitive scene, a lot of what I think should happen in competitive, I strictly think it should happen tournament day. Like these are the rules, right? Just iron line it um, and, and just make it that way, right? Yeah. For for tourneys. But in the in the game as a whole, it, it's got it's got to be fun. Got to be fun. Or I can't stream it every day, right? Like what if, if I having fun, right? It can't be too sweaty. Well, these are the, these are the things that make it fun, and that's why I want to get out there. Is although mm-hmm. we have and we say a lot of times from our pro scene or from our pro viewership side and knowledge side, we want things done. All the people out there, look, we love the game as much as you do. We totally understand the changes that you don't want to happen as well, and the things that make the game fun day in and day Here's out. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say to Epic right here. Challenges are way too hard. Make those easier. 
right? Because well, we didn't even talk about. Oh. We didn't even get to talk about twenty brutes, which took me forever to kill twenty of them things, and that was before and even after they they upped the buff the, the spawn rate. So like these challenges, ridiculous, super hard, all of them. I don't know how they got so hard, bro. I. <laughs> They're taking it hard on the... the, I the can't, I, I'm mad at you for bringing this up because I want to talk about it. We've <laughs> got to get out of here. But I will say this. Dude, to get the freaking stuff done, right, for the ice, what, the ice challenge, ice, whatever it's called, right? Mm-hmm. I, forever. It takes forever. And here's the thing. Three, 300? 300? I got to get 300 of these things? Anyways, besides that, like you said, 20 gold brutes. Bro, this is, this is insane to me. <laughs> and here's, here's I'm going to throw this out there and we'll move on. I think the reason why the number is so high is because they didn't initially think they were going to make it two separate modes. I think they thought they were going to bring the fog, bring the ice fog, whatever they, it's called, and have it, have it here to stay for the rest of the season, right? And people would automatically grind through that stuff and it'd be done. Or, and, or, and then what happened was everybody got so mad about the fog they said, oh, yeah, we said we weren't going to do that for competitive. We got some competitive things coming up, so we'll, we'll go ahead and separate it out. That's what I think happened. That's my two cents. Do you, do you think it was supposed to be around all season? I think, I think, it was, I think for some crazy reason, they, they thought it was, it was going to stick around. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it is sticking around, kind of, technically. I don't unless, after the little, unless the little challenge thing is over, maybe they'll remove it. Maybe they'll, you know, progress the storyline because, again, all these changes are part of the story, whatever the lore of what Fortnite is. So I'm also happy with it moving on. I'm done with the fog. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. If you didn't think balloons could get more OP, have balloons in fog. Like that. Very, yo, that is yes. the worst. And suppress weapons. Suppress weapons, guys. Put them together. Oh, that's the worst thing. It's the worst thing. But it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And I actually have been enjoying playing storm mode. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, let's get to our last section of the show, tips and tricks. All right, Monster, so get us out here with a tip and trick this week. When to get down from the high ground and perhaps disengage. When is that moment when you're in that fight? And I, I was telling you, you know, I've been doing some of these, these, these sweaty 1v1 things in the creative mode. And so this made me think of this. When, when do I know when to disengage, when to get down, when to rotate out of that fight? Oh, man. So you can tell right away when you get into a battle, when, you get, when two players clash, if this guy gets high ground and then he takes high ground over his own high ground, <laughs> he's a builder, right? No, seriously. Notice, if you ca- like catch it right away, go down, and, and your build shouldn't be on much. A couple pickaxe swings will bring this guy right down to you. You'll probably get some fall damage off of it. You can really tell when someone's an overbuilder. That's when you got to say, hey, this guy's dangerous and, you know, make him, make him pay for his overbuilding because that's also a skill, right? Knowing uh, how, how to gauge your, your builds. Um, and when to disengage, storm. At all times, keep an eye on that storm. Don't want to be playing around too much with that. And, and or sometimes maybe it won't even be on the way. Just being uh, familiar with your surroundings, man. Just get get a better position over your opponent. If a battle uh, happens with someone and you're not comfortable where you are, maybe you think you're liable because you're next to a big city. Get to somewhere, uh, you know, closer to a mountain or something like that. Or disengage so that you can get better high ground, have him come to you where he's more vulnerable, and then uh, take the advantage uh, during those. Yeah, I think you had a good point there. Oh. Like, building over his own building. Like, it yeah, happens all the time. He, if... if if he's build battling himself, there's there's some. <laughs> well, I I also think that's a good point for you as a player. Like, be right, be uh, make, be conscious, be conscious <laughs> of where you're at as a builder. Like, how are you still? Is he still pursuing you going up? Right. If you have the high ground, don't just keep building that high ground. Be aware of, hey, where is this player at? Do I need to keep building up? What what kind of position am I putting myself in? Here? And hey, is he disengaging you to go down and try to knock you out? Right. Make sure, you, make sure you're being aware of those and cognizant of what's going on around you and your surroundings. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us some comments on Podbean or iTunes, wherever you're listening, uh, Stitcher. You can always send your complaints over to Monster D Face directly at Fortnite Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. Monster, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week, boss? 
Yep. As always, guys, you can find me at Monster DeFace on all of my social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and last but not least, Twitch, which if you guys are looking for a little live stream taste, you can find me in the mornings, Monday through Fridays. And uh, yeah, if you made it this far, man, thank you guys for, for tuning in. Yeah. Crazy week. Man, thank you guys so much. You guys seriously are the best community out there. Best best podcast community in the world right here. Listen to Fortnite each and every week, and we appreciate you guys having us. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. Myself, Too Loud TX, and number two, L-O-U-D-T-X. And of course, like Monster said, Monster D-Face, M-O-N-S-T-E-R-D-F-A-C-E. Guys, and until next time, Dance out those kills and boast in those victory rounds. The Fortnite Podcast is a two-dot production presented by Deserto.com and sponsored by Elgato Gaming. The background music for the Elgato ad is brought to you by Kevin McLeod. The song is called Rainbows, and you can visit it at incomputech.com.